0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Album Afterlife, a monthly music podcast where we discuss your favourite albums from a creative perspective and at the end of the episode we'll reveal next month's album, hosted by me, Noreen. And me, Uh If you like what you're listening to and want to know more about us and the artists mentioned in today's episode, our handle on TikTok and Instagram is at The Album Afterlife. If you'd prefer to watch the episode, we are also available on YouTube, just search The Album Afterlife. Um, Just a disclaimer before we start, the album Afterlife is not affiliated or in partnership with any music publishing company, social media page, or in relation to any artist and their retrospective label mentioned in today's episode, nor are we being paid to share our thoughts and opinions, which may include representing an artist positively or negatively, as well as any secondary or territory, sorry, I can't pronounce that word, uh, artist mentioned. All the opinions stated are unique to each host. And although we may state facts and figures, please do not take any of them as concrete, factual or wholly accurate. Please use any metrics mentioned as a time relative source. Things change. I change. He changes. We all change. So, yeah, you're now listening to the album Afterlife, where on today's episode, we will be discussing Olivia Rodrigo's sophomore album Guts uh, after the success of her first album Sour, which you know won her many grammys and she also performed at glastonbury not the main stage but the other stage which is the second biggest stage in glastonbury so she got a lot of uh, accolades and a lot of praise for her first album is her sophomore album where she takes she digs deeper into her riot girl uh pop punk vibes more that she started on her first album And but still keeping in touch with the ballads that she did on Sour. She's basically Avril Lavigne. Yeah, basically. I Um, was like
1: Avril Lavigne is here. whoa yeah, I know, but it's good.
0: Well, I think it was good.
1: I when you mentioned it was going to be Olivia Rodrigo, the second you said it was going to be like something new, I thought okay, I don't know. But then I realised, hey, this bitch purchased tickets to go see Olivia Rodrigo. It can't be any other eyes but Olivia Rodrigo. Um, and my initial thought was, look. I can't be asked to hear the album because I'm going to hear the album on TikTok and it's going to be, every track is going to be on TikTok as a trend on its whole separate thing. So eventually I'm going to hear every single song. But I actually didn't really get a lot of Oliver Rodrigo on my TikTok recently. Like I got Vampire and I got bad, um, bad. bad Idea, right? That was the only two I got. And I was like, oh, all these other songs I've never ever heard. Um, and when it came out, I was like, okay, I expect a little bit more. But there hasn't. I haven't really heard a lot about the album. I feel like Sawa um definitely had more and for this being like the younger brother of sour is i was expecting a lot more for this album you mean media wise media, media coverage wise, wise. wise right uh, i don't really get a lot of that i just got sort of like here are two songs and this is it this is the album but you know it's still in its like early days she could be releasing a single like a, she could be making a song into a single soon you never ever know
0: well she actually released so, um a third single which I'm assuming it's a single because it was attached to a music video. So like, I'm assuming it is uh, for Getting Back.
1: Oh yeah, Getting Back.
0: Which was right after- How, when was that? Her album dropped. Like the day after the album oh. dropped, she released a music video. So, but um, that's kind of the opposite for me because I have been seeing trends for- um, I pay attention to things oh, yeah, that most yeah. people ignore. Like, no. uh, that's been a trend. And also the screaming in mm. All American Bitch, like when people, and then people going into all the time. Um, well. Sorry for my horrible singing. That's been a trend too. But I do know, I've been seeing a lot, but maybe that's because I've been following her. Yeah. Like I like have her, obviously follow her on Instagram. I've been like, When the album first came out, I was like, because, you know, the algorithm, I was liking a lot of stuff related to the album. So maybe that's why I've been seeing a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I
1: feel like throughout this whole album, I've just been comparing it to Sour because it is just like the... El Rodrigo tries to like... She cemented herself as like a pop rock artist. Like that's who she is. And I feel like she stuck to that genre. A lot of like pop artists will just go and do completely like... They'll fit into sub... They'll fit into... They try to merge a lot of things into one where it sort of becomes chaotic like oh what like genre genre do you fall in but i feel like like rodrigo just tried to like cement herself in right. a genre, like I yeah. Fall a fiend.
0: yeah um when it came to sour i did enjoy sour but it was really ballad heavy i think i think the points that i enjoyed in sour was the pop punk moment so brutal was one of my favorites and um good for you good for you sorry <laughs> just i was singing one it rank. and then yeah and good for you were my favorite points of, on that album, and then on a lesser scale, but still one of my favorites, um, jealousy, jealousy. Mm. But the like alright,
1: jealousy, jealousy.
0: But the um, like the ballad portions wasn't really like I'm not really a ballad person, uh, so to hear her develop her like riot girl pop punk elements on this album, I was really here for it, and I really liked it a lot more than sour. I think, which I don't know, I feel like shouldn't be controversial because. I think a lot of people are saying it, but also a lot of people are saying they prefer Sour, which is fine because I guess it is nostalgic for especially the uh, like teenagers who are like growing up with her. I can understand that, like liking an older album more. But yeah, I think it's a lot better than like uh, Sour lyrically, like musically, like just everything. Um, yeah, so I really enjoyed this album.
1: Uh, I'm gonna take what you said and just carry on. I feel like Sour. Um, It was so popular to the point where I was like... Every song I've heard, 17,000. I mean, there's not really a lot of songs on the track, on the album on Sour itself. But mm-hmm. it was like I've heard the song several thousand times. I'm bored of it now. And for a new album like Guts, where you don't really hear a lot of it, or well, I didn't hear a lot of it, I had more of a connection to it. Cause I was like, I haven't heard anyone talking about this. It's actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um so I feel like I definitely prefer this one over Sour. But I'll give Sour look, I'm not an Olivia Rodrigo fan at all. I don't really care for the woman, in fact. Until until I was listening to the songs and I was like, you know what? I really wanted to hate the album. I really wanted to go in there being like, this album sucks so much shit. But unfortunately, there's nothing bad that I, nothing bad that I can say to an extent. To an extent, Um, we'll get into it. Yeah, but I just have to give Olivia Rodrigo the credit that she deserves because I mean, she's not that old at all and she's grown. Well, she's obviously from Disney and stuff. She's got the Disney um, fame. But just to be that young and be in the industry and have to grow up in the industry is crazy. Yeah. So I can't really hit on her for anything because yeah. she's not the
0: last yeah. name. And I think she is... But I really
1: wanted to hit on the album. I, Sorry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, wow. Um. I think she really is talented. I, I do. Um. So, yeah. And we'll discuss a little bit of about the album artwork. Not that there's much to discuss. It's very... It's similar, like, in the same vein as Sauer's album artwork where it's just a picture of her and then the words... Not in the text, but like somewhere in the in the picture. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people online anyway were like kind of upset when, because the first thing we got was the album artwork, and people were upset that it wasn't a completely different like era shift. Like yeah. in comparison, I don't want to do this because Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo have like a bit of a thing, and I'm not comparing them. But a lot of different artists when they're doing a new album is like a whole new like they reinvent themselves yeah.
1: especially uh like women as well like yeah
0: it, I feel like they have to you do that have
1: to do, which is crazy the yeah. same with like julie for example she reinvented herself to do a little disco moment
0: yeah yeah exactly so i think people were upset that it wasn't completely mm-hmm. different like this purple was still there but i do think this is the last album we're going to get from her where the purple motif will still be yeah. there because it was going into like black yeah.
1: I mean, I do get that because like even like the like text on the thing as well in style it was her tongue out and then on oh, no, our she got like rings on it. Is it rings? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she had rings on and it was like sort of the same thing. So I get that but also at the same time she's trying to cement herself in a genre which is completely Yeah, haunted, exactly. Like, she it's like, who
0: she is. you know, like Ed Sheeran, for example hasn't had to reinvent himself at all Yeah, and, you know, he's still, he still kept his motifs of like numbers like equations yeah. which is done now but like that was his brand for a very long time and people just saw him as like talented songwriter which he was he is even though he there is some like you know he has gone a bit more pop than he was originally but yeah you know
1: and also, as I was saying, it's like a second. It's like a sequel to the first album, yeah, so yeah. it's fine if the thematics are the themes are the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's exactly the same. Right. Let's get on to the um album itself. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with the first track. By the way, this main album, the album itself was produced by Dan nigro
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Um, very very talented guy, and you also have Alexander Twenty Three, who is also on some of the tracks. Um, I think he says a line in one of the songs, but yeah, I'll we'll carry on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll start off with the first um, song, which is an All American Bitch. So I'll let you go over that.
0: Yeah, okay. So All American Bitch is like a juxtaposing, in terms of instrumentals, um, song. It sets the tone for the album. So you have like the, the quiet uh, verses and then the loud chorus and then the build up. Um, and it talks about, it's a very sarcastic song and it talks about how women have to present themselves as a certain way where really they feel angry sometimes, like they're allowed to feel like that, um, but they can't present themselves like that. I view it um, like on a next level, not just as like womanhood in general, but also like the Asian American experience. Because she's, or like, just first generation immigrants. Because she's um, half Filipino, um, so to me, it, it, especially with lines like, um, "I know my place. I know my place, and this is it," and just like how, in particular, Asian women have to are like always viewed, and the stereotype is always viewed as like they're quiet, submissive, like do what they're told kind of thing. When really, they can have like an angry streak. That's how I saw that, that song anyway. It is one of my favourites on the album. I really like just like her vibes, her screams. I think it fits her really well. Um, yeah. yeah. Those are my Irene, I
1: think the way like the I think it just sets the album once again i think it just if if there was a song on the whole album that would be the album itself it would just be this album because she sort of goes into everything about this album um in the song about this album there's a part of like her being like homeschooled and it just talks about her being like in america not really fitting in and that's sort of the theme that you get through the whole entire album there's like another song that just has like lines about her being homeschooled i think it's like the social something about social anxiety i think the way she said in an interview that she really liked songs that um like pull you in and then push you out again, like so you have all the screaming, you have all of like the quiet verses, and I think just the intro as well, it's giving very much American steakhouse outback vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the little guitar, the acoustic yeah, yeah, guitar, yeah, 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 yeah. it just sets everything up. So I'm just like, wow, I'm really sitting in like you know, you know, a county, and I'm just like you know in jail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's actually a really good start to the album. I really liked the guitar i like how it throws you out there. i like how loud it is um and also the obviously the most pop part where she's like all the time i'm grateful all the fucking time i like how like she uses her voice it, like you can tell a lot of artists will be very like deadbeat with how they sound just to make like a sonically cohesive sound but i feel like Rodrigo isn't afraid to like you know throw lines out there for ad libs that are like you know sarcastic like you can tell she's being sarcastic where she's like i'm grateful all the fucking time like she's tired of the shit but yeah i I really i started the album it's a really really strong start to the album so yeah proud of her
0: yeah and like what you were saying about how some artists like just sing it you can see that she's a performer in this you can see that she has done acting because it's all throughout this album like she's yeah just performing like her delivery on it is really really good like you can see her influences here too. Like she said that she's really she was she's grown up listening to Riot Girl music, which is an American genre. And you can see like veruca salt Hull, Bikini Kill and like Alanis Morissette, who's Canadian. But yeah, you can see all these influences on here as well. Um as well as her pop influences as well. But we'll get to that during other stuff. And
1: also lyrically as well, she loves to We'll discover this a lot. She loves using like catchphrases and throwing them in songs. Mm-hmm. You've got at My Asian Act Like It and she talks about like the candies and stuff. And you'll you'll see a lot of like catchphrases being thrown in and out, which we'll discuss in a bit.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so the second song is Bad Idea Right, which actually, um when I was listening to the album I thought it was like one whole thing. Um from Bad uh, from American bitch to Bad Idea right? and I was like wait a minute it's two damn songs but she just have, has a little outro and an intro where she shuts the door and opens another door um, and I...
0: The transition was sweet The transition
1: was really, really nice, I, you, I couldn't tell the transition so that's great, we love that um, and Bad Idea right? did really really good in the uh, UK and the US, it actually reached third in the UK and it reached seventh in the US and it sort of continues like the story of her sort of trying to be this like perfect person for this this one guy but it doesn't obviously turn out right um and she sort of in the song talks about like going back to him and she knows it's a bad idea and the main idea of the song for me it was personally like she knows it's a bad idea she's got a lot of things going in her head so clearly she's very very confused and you can tell that from the music she's very 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 confused and there's a part in the song um where it's like a it's a guitar riff i think it's in the bridge and essentially it's meant to be it's meant to sound like a guitar when it's actually just her screaming so well done on the producer if it was now i think it was in this track well done for him for sorting that i was really really good
0: yeah that kind of actually reminds me of um in somebody to love if you just isolate the vocals obviously they do a lot of harmonies queen and roger taylor he has a really high voice had a really high voice um and he can go into like a falsetto and there's a part in that where he's just like I'm not doing it, but just goes into a falsetto and it sounds like an electric guitar. Mm. So yeah, Thank that's you. really cool. Um, yeah, Bad Idea Right was the second single of the album. I really liked it. I liked it more than Vampire when I first heard it. Um, and I think it's it was good that she put this one out because it introduces you, because while Vampire, which we'll get more into more detail, like kind of stuck with Sour, so like her fans weren't like too jarred about transition. The second one, the second album, um single bad idea right was like the other side of the album but like a more easy intro like she didn't release like the Ballad of a homeschool girl or All american bitch as a single yeah i really like this song um it's not it was it was my favorite out of the two singles before the album but it's not one of my favorites off the album but it's still really good um like a spoken word kind of style as well which i really like yeah like you said i mean i don't have much you just basically said all of that, which is fine. And said, so
1: oh. I've taken all of your points. No, I'm no,
0: you were just describing which is what you're supposed to do with the song. Yep. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Of course we are. Okay, so the next song is Vampire, which was the first single off the album. Uh, so this song covers her looking back on a relationship and realizing that this person, all they did was use her, take from her, isolate her, and um, she just like, is now like wait, now that they're over it's waking up and realizing that you know all they did was take and sucking her dry like a vampire and there's a lot of speculation on who this song is about she's had two famous exes so that people think oh three but people think it's about a certain two
1: i don't really have like a lot to say about the song, I really should because it's like the lead single, but it really did nothing for me personally. Like, I sort of had it and I was like, okay, it's, this is just Driver's License. The way it builds up, the way the final chorus is, the way the intro is, it's slow, builds up to the end, which is fine because Driver's License did amazing um, globally, um, but I, I, there's not really more, much depth to this song. Unlike her other songs that she's got, it's flat out what it's meant to be. Mm.
0: I've, uh, like I said before, this was very intentional putting this out as a first single because it's the most one of the songs that are most like sour. Yeah.
1: So like I agree, just actually. to like
0: transition them into the new thing. Yeah. Like, I think the song is okay. I It's good. It's good. Not okay. I It's really good. But and I really like, like you said, the build up. Yeah. I really like that when she's like, you said it was true love like that. I really enjoy. And I really like the line that I think a lot of people skip over is um went for me and not her because girls your age know better i really like that i think it's like we're seeing a lot of women uh these days talking about how they were basically groomed when they were younger from rena sawayama to taylor swift is a big one also but like a lot of girls are starting to say that and i really like that they are starting to feel comfortable talking about that um but yeah like you said it is yeah. Driver's License Part 2, I basically. Mean, it, but it
1: performed the same as Driver's License. It debuted at number one. Um, and it made her the first artist to have both of her first singles come out at number one. Mm-hmm. from the, Well, singles from an album debut at number one. Mm-hmm. So she's the only artist ever to do that. So it's great. Like, well done, Olivia. You're mm-hmm. doing that.
0: And I really liked her uh, VMA performance. Of this. Oh, yeah. Like,
1: People were actually... <laughs> for you and they're like what is going on i know i was like guys have you seen the music video yeah yeah
0: but i really liked how she set that out as well it was good um cool song number four song number four lacy um excuse me sorry i'm not a re- i'm i really i'm ex- not a big fan of this song um so it's the first ballad ballad cuz obviously actually about that. Sorry, hold on. We'll get into it. The first ballad ballad cuz Vampire was like kind of a ballad but then it built up at the end. Um and it talk and it started off as a poem. She took um she took some classes. I forgot out what un- university it was, but she took a a poetry class and in her poetry class she wrote this as a poem and then it developed into a song. And it's very sarcastic very creepy like she you can tell she's like grating in especially in the second verse and it talks about um her being jealous of someone like admiring someone but then admiring them because she wants to be them and she's not that and again i take this as very like a woman of color experience like looking at a white woman who is like the beauty standard and comparing yourself and wanting to be that thinking you're not good enough because you're not that um a lot of people online has taken this as a sapphic song so like a lesbian like a lesbian song not really which i don't see at all and people would be like well you know you're you know you can't speak over how people like interpret it and it's like that's sorry
1: not so interrupt really intrigued i'm so sorry to interrupt really intrigued the only thing they could say is what skin like puff pastry that's basically yeah
0: (laughs) people are saying bakery wait (laughs) people are saying like she's calling her like beautiful she's saying all these things and i'm like can't you see that she's being like do you not have any like can't you analyze media like you can clearly hear she's being sarcastic when she's saying that it's not a romantic song to me it's creepy if someone wrote this song for me and i said yeah yeah this is because i i really like you and i admire you and i'm calling you beautiful i'm like you are you're very clearly like not no, and like I agree, and people were saying, yeah, you can't like talk over people's like interpretations, and I'm like, you don't have to, like, I don't have to talk over your interpretation if that's how you feel like that's how you feel like that's fine, but first of all, dismissing other people's interpretation by saying, yeah, well, you know, it could be both about her being a woman of color and also her being bisexual, or whatever. But also, this is not a coming out song to me. She doesn't ever come like. And to say that of her when she's not said anything, I think is a very, is very dangerous in stan culture.
1: Okay. Um, I agree with the whole point of it being like a sexual song. It's definitely not a sexual song. She's simply admiring a beautiful woman. Like, let's just leave it at that. Like, let's stop digging in stuff that doesn't need to be dug into. Like, why are we digging holes? Stop. Um, are you JCB? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, really, really like the song. For what it's why are you fuming? <laughs> I realise what it is. I think it's a nice, like, respite to the, to the album. We've had a lot of rock. We've had All American Beach, which is just thrown us out there. We've had Bad Idea Right, which is just thrown us out there. And we've had a Vampire, or we've been just left on a rocky high. I need a bit of calm. And I need it now. And I feel like Lacey is a really, really good song because it's, when I listened to it, I was like, this sounds very, very similar to Melanie Martinez. This sounds very, very, yes, it does. Um, if the song would have had a sponsor... It would definitely be Frutella. I feel like Frutella would eat this song up. <laughs> um, it's I can kind of see that because man. it's called Lacey. And when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, like what? Strawberry laces. Like, is that what we're talking about? Because everything is sweet. I mean, she even says, like, Dazzling Starlet. Like, it's very, very, like, childlike kind of where it's like, talking about, like, ribbons in your hair, blah, blah. It's, that's why I, I liked it because I was like, this is just very, very Mar- Melanie Martinez of her. And it's simply just about her admiring a beautiful woman. Um, which is the American standard. And it's just simply her being like, oh, I, I'm not going to be like, I can't be like you anyway, but I can like look up to you, which I really shouldn't be look, like, you shouldn't be looking up to her. Uh,
0: see, that's, that's not what. how I interpret it. Like, I interpret it not, as very, Not like, like
1: you should be looking up to her, but it's like, that's, this is the American ideal, is a beautiful yeah. woman.
0: Yeah. To, for me, again, like, I don't see her like looking up to her, yes, in to a certain extent, and like calling her beautiful, yes, but also being upset at her she is that and she is and olivia or people like olivia are uh, will never be like seen like that because they've got darker skin they've got like darker hair darker eyes and they will never and her being upset at her about that that's how i'm seeing it yeah yeah i
1: mean it also says like there's a line where it says i despise my rotten mind and how much it worships you so i think she's in a way sort of like yeah, looking up to her and being like, yeah, I wish yeah. I could be like you, but unfortunately I can't be like you, which is completely fine. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, and I really like the way it's like, it sounds. It's such a nice, sweet song and it's a bit of calm, um, <laughs> which is really, really nice. And why I like it. And, and a lot of my favourite songs on this album have a bit of calm to them because Too Much Noise, I'm, I was just like, mm, no. Some of the songs are just, it's, it's too much is going on. That's not for me personally, but I respect the grind and I respect Olivia, but sometimes... The rocky rockiness gets a bit too much.
0: See, we're the complete opposite. I I don't like a lot of. I mean, I enjoy ballads and slow songs, and there are some that I enjoy on this. This is not one of them. This is uh, not one of them. I don't like the song. I don't know why. Like, it's a it's an okay song. I can understand the appeal, but I like a lot more. I like like fast songs, loud songs, like yeah, I don't know, anthemic songs.
1: The. Fifth song is Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. Now, as I was talking about how in All American Bits she references sort of being homeschooled, Um, she sort of carries it on in the song. It's the main part of the song, actually. Uh, And it talks to her being like, um, sort of having, not having the privileges that a public school person would have. For example. Privileges. Yeah, for example, like being in a class, speaking to everyone, um, and you know, talking to people, you sort of just, you know, you experience how people are. And I feel like when you're homeschooled, you don't really have that. So to then go out and do life without knowing, without speaking to a lot of people, I guess, pretty hard. She says, every time I step outside, it's social suicide. Like every conversation she has, she can't carry a conversation. It's very, very weird. And she makes it weird. And she makes it like um awkward as well. And this whole song is just basically about that she once again references a lot of these quotes that she loves to do um where she says cat got my tongue um which is like great we love that for you um but it's just in every song um and you can tell i, I noticed it more when i was looking at her song- music i was like okay you thought i'd be an american but all this american stuff going on like you know it's a lot of things do you know what i mean like you you got a lot of things going on and i and i i, I-, I-, I- note i took an i was like great now i can't stop hearing whenever she does that I just expect, I prefer a lot of like songs with like a lot of meaning into the lines and to have like popular catchphrases be here and there. It's just like, cool, cute. I just took a note of it. so what I'm saying. Don't come for me. Okay? okay. I'm trying my hardest. It's really hard.
0: Okay. Well.
1: To critique Olivia Rodrigo, by the way, who, what am I going to say? You're a piece of shit. No, I can't say that. Cause yeah, that's rude.
0: Yeah. And wrong also. Is, you don't know her personally. Like, yeah. I don't know her personally. Um, we will someday, Olivia, just so you know. Yeah, and then she'll be like, oh, so you're the one who hates all my music. <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah.
1: Okay, I've never said that. I, no, I you haven't, you haven't, her. to be fair. I've yeah. said that. Yeah, you're right, you're I'll right. Be, I'll actually beat you up. Okay, okay. Watch, we'll scrap after this.
0: <laughs> okay, beat me outside. Um, okay, so Battle of the Homeschool Girl, I really like it. Again, this, I think you can hear, again, more Right, Girl into this. I um, enjoy it. I really like her tongue-in-cheek, which you can hear a lot. I really like the second verse where she's like talking about with a guy and realizing that he's gay and like which was a whole thing online people were calling it homophobic it wasn't homophobic she was just saying that the person that she fancied and was talking to wasn't interested in women which is like very possible to have people trying to make it
1: like a big thing yeah like like, it's
0: never that deep but anyway and oh and when the reviews first came out before any of us heard it because obviously like music critics can hear it before they described this song as a rap song i mean and and everyone was like and everyone was like oh my god what like (laughs) not here for it obviously because they thought she was going to be doing like a Nicki minaj type beat which like like could would which would come across as offensive i'm not saying that like anyone that's not black can't do rap but like the way you do it and olivia has never done rap songs before but it's not rap it's like Bratty, Just talking like talking, like bratty talking. The only thing she says is, "Oh wait, I wait, the- wait, 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 It wasn't this song. Sorry, it was right. "Get Him Back," where they said that. Right. But I was gonna say, the only time she actually said that was when it was like, "I laughed at the wrong time, sat with the wrong time. guy." Yeah, oh, sorry, my. sorry, sorry. No, that was "Getting Back" actually. But there is a little bit of that here and a little bit of it in, um, in "A Bad Idea" right as well. But it was, it's more on "Getting Back." But yeah, overall, this song really like it. I like the music. I really like, I don't like how heavy it is. And I like the second verse a lot, and I don't mind. Cat got my tongue. I do. Okay, so next track is "Making the Bed," which is um, a slow down song. It's another ballad, um, and it's actually one I enjoy. I think the chorus does go really hard. Like there is like a even though it's slow, there is a build up to the chorus. Which I, I thought really we enjoy. hated slow songs. What happened? i didn't i don't hate them i just prefer foul songs but i do like the song um and she talks about how she is placing herself as a victim in certain situations and that's how she's viewing herself but at the end of the day she's the one in from her point of view she's the one who's put herself in those situations and she's the one who's created this these situations uh, so she's making the bed.
1: Mm, yeah, which and is lying what? Which is it. what? Which is what? Oh, yet another catchphrase that she's used.
0: Yeah, and it's a good. It's thing an is, analogy.
1: The thing is, no, I get it. No, the thing is, the thing is, the thing is, I'm <laughs> that's not, how people write. The thing is, the thing is. I. It sounds like a hit song. This is like one of my favorite songs in this album, if not like the second favorite song in the album, because it. Sort of kind of applies to me, though, Key, because I've been on this whole, like, oh, I hate everyone phase. I really don't understand everyone. I just want to be left alone. But that in itself just leads to a point where I'm just like, great. Now I have, like, basically no one, but I've basically made the bed for me to lie in. Um, and so it's a very, very good song that applied to me because I was like, wow, I, I can see...
0: Yourself in it. I can
1: see myself in the song. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I, I do um, really, really enjoy the song. I love how slow it is and I love how... Um, it just sounds, it's a really, really nice song. And the message of it behind it's um, is really good. Like she's basically finding herself by kind of ruining herself. Um, she's doing all of these things, but she thinks it's helping her when really and truly it's not helping her. But obviously you can't see that when you're in the situation. You're just like, I think this is going to help me. But when you look at it down the line, it
0: um, didn't help. It
1: didn't help. No, but you won't know that. But you know what? That's what life's all about. You know, you got to just learn. Do
0: you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um,
1: and yeah, I, decent song. I actually really, really enjoy it. I love it.
0: Yeah, and I really like her use of the word Fairweather.
1: The seventh song is logical. Can you please start this one?
0: Okay, so this is logical. Another ballad um, co-written by... So most of the album is written by Dan and Olivia, but this one was co-written by Julia Michaels, who also did Levitating by Dua Lipa and did um, Sorry by Justin Bieber and like loads of other songs. So yeah, she's co-written on this um logical is basically a song about how she like how love she says like love is never logical and how and she goes through all these examples of why it's not one of them is two plus two equals five which a lot of people cringed at. like a lot of people online were like oh my god that's such a cringe line but i just think it's not that cringe because it is her point is that that is illogical to think of um i really like the bridge the song itself is okay overall like it's not one of my favorites not up there but i really uh, enjoy the bridge i really like the bridge of the song go on
1: i hate i hate and i hate two plus two equals <laughs> five i it's not great no, no i i cannot stand it
0: this she also says so- the sky is red huh uh, That's
1: fine because you're right. Painting- the sky is
0: red. That's what she says.
1: No, I, is it? F- well, I, listen. Let me- what I was gonna say is, I love. You know, I was talking about her voice. I love when she says "falls from the February sky." Mm-hmm. Right. That is cute. It's nice. It's wonderful. Then she gets to two plus two equals five.
0: What do you hate about that? It, it, listen. Why is that?
1: It, it. I agree with every single prick who said it's cringy. <laughs> I'm um, so. The song would have been immaculate, immaculate. I really, really like the song, but I cannot get over two plus two equals five because it's
0: just. It's just that song. It's just it's that just line. That
1: one line. The song is good in itself. It's just two plus two equals five. And when I heard it, I was like, I now can't unhear it because unfortunately, it's gonna grate my ears for the rest of existence. Um, I just cannot deal with two plus two equals five. I think. There was so much that could have been done.
0: But she's saying it's... But you get the point she's making, though. 6 plus
1: 10 is 55, right?
0: But people say 2 plus 2 equals 4. No. When they're saying, like,
1: oh, it's obvious. No, I don't like it. I
0: really... (laughs) It's so in the song. I am a defender of this line. It's
1: such, like, an important part of the song where it's just, like, we could have had so much going on, but unfortunately, 2 plus 2 has to equal 5. It has to equal 5. Like, why? Olivia, why? Why would you do this? Why?
0: But she's making a point... She also says... This is the line I was looking for. Um, the sky is green, the grass is red.
1: Yeah, okay, but that's Do you know fi- I mean? That's yeah, part of that's the point fine. she's making. No, but that's fine because the way she said it, it goes in the song. Like, I didn't take note of it because it goes in the song.
0: You but, mean it doesn't flow? Yeah, but now it's like, you
1: got know, me thinking two plus two equals five. Like, what? Like, what? It's in such a key part of the song where it's like, if this was in a verse, absolutely fine. But it's in the pre-chorus slash chorus of the whole it's thing. It's in the chorus, It's in yeah. the chorus. Like, it's such a, like... Olivia, man, what? Um, uh, that this, the only thing I had for this was that it's a little respect from the album. Like we get a little break, a little bit, right here and there.
0: But you said you enjoy the rest of the song, huh? Yeah, but but it's but just that line ruins it. Yeah,
1: it's just that, but it bumps it down a little bit, unfortunately, because I cannot listen and People enjoy the really song. Really hate that line. I cannot sit here and enjoy the the song when I hear two plus two equals five. I can't do that. Oh, your maths? Is this maths? not oh, matter. But she's making a point. I know, I know. But she also says the grass is green, the grass is red, the fucking shoes are red, right? The green are, <laughs> I don't even know what she says, right? But
0: the grass is Yeah, but it's just the sky is green, the grass is yeah, red. It's just
1: so much. Like I, I can't do two plus two equals five. I'm so sorry, Olivia. That's the worst of this whole album. That's the bottom, that's the lowest part of this album. That line. Two plus two equals five. That line. Uh loki this song because it brings it down. Anyway, I'm I'm fuming and I'm done. Okay, but falls on. from the february sky is really cute and nice i like the way she says that uh so song number eight is get tim back which if i told you was going to be from the um high school musical five soundtrack you would say yeah i would you'd agree shut um, up the- no, no way yes. yes
0: it is oh my god yes. i'm gonna lunge at you why 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 are we lunging at me Don't also at me. i I bought High School Musical songs, so I don't know what hey, you're talking. They're I've, very well written. I know,
1: I'm not saying this is badly written. I'm just saying if you were to tell me, it that would was be in the you next high that. I would, No, I would, I'm just saying it sounds like if we were going to break out into song, it would be Get Him Back.
0: If someone's had yeah, a breakup, but you could say it's anthemic which is what I've written it's yeah. an anthemic song like we are never ever getting back but together it's meant take, to be an anthem why are you taking a negative light? I'm just saying because that's gonna... what you are implying no, I'm anyway not. carry on No, I'm
1: not doing that unfortunately I'm okay just carry, saying, on, carry on carry on no, I'm just saying if, if you're gonna tell me hey we've got a song for the new house musical soundtrack it's gonna be getting back I'd say yeah of course but why because Olivia was involved in the house musical the series the musical this soundtrack <laughs> the evening the morning of do you know what I mean like <laughs> come on
0: okay carry um, on yeah
1: I this song is about it's, it's it's sort of the same as, like, Badia, right? Where No, actually, mm, yeah, it, it just describes her confusion a little bit more. She's very, very confused. Um, and it's sort of about her being like, I want to get this guy back. But there's a part of it which is, like, had me on the edge because she was like, I want to get him back. I want to key his car do this, that, that other. But she's like, I want him back as well. And it was like, okay, so there's a little bit of underlying message in here. Like, you want to get him back. But also, do you think getting him back basically would mean make you closer to him? Do you know what I mean?
0: Kind of. Okay, okay the whole... Sorry, go on, carry no, no, on. No, I'm like done. No, carry on if I'm you have done. other... Okay, well, we'll have... We'll carry on. But um, it's a double entendre, basically, all of it. It's like, I want to get him back in terms of, I want to get him back and be in a relationship with him, or I want to get him back as in, I want to seek revenge, I want to get him back. Yeah. Like, And that's her confusion, like you were saying. So that's really shown in the bridge as well, when she's like, I want to key his car, I want to make him lunch, I want to... Uh, break his heart, I want to stitch it right back so up. She that
1: sweet revenge. Uh,
0: yeah. So, like, I want to do nice things for him, but I also want to get him back because he made me laugh. He, like, he did nice things for me. Like, he took me on holiday. Like, he did all these things, but also he hit on my friends. He ignored me. He, like, cheated on me, is implied here as well. um So, I want to get him back in terms of, like, I want to seek revenge. Uh, I really like this song this is this is what I was talking about where they said this was a rappy song but it's more like spoken word like bratty rap if you could call it that uh, which I wouldn't but it's really good I really enjoy it Uh, it's the third it's like I said it's anthemic so it's meant to be like we are never ever getting back together shake it off and I really enjoy it it's a it's a high point on the album some people's favorites which I can see um yeah and I really like the song and I like the double entendre of it all uh the next track is love is embarrassing which is I think the shortest track on this album um it's basically about her saying that she has done all these things in a relationship for someone who's not really worth it and that's embarrassing on her end and I really really enjoy this um out uh, track I know quite a few like reviewers have like put it again don't listen to reviewers we're not reviewers but quite a lot of people who have reviewed this album have kind of put it low down like basically the last one uh which i think is grossly unfair like i already enjoy it i think it gives off the whole album people say like oh it's a very like 90s early 2000s movie soundtrack but i hear it here more than any other any other album i really like the song i really like how when she gets high like in her voice when she goes like um i place my bets and you don't mean anything i really no. enjoy that uh i al- and then uh i also like her delivery when she goes near the end when she goes love's fucking embarrassing like i really like how she plays with the song
1: it's the um Sort of is that something as you were saying where you can tell she's an actor because the way she says lines, you know, mm-hmm. as well as like she's very very sarcastic when it comes to the like and as well where she's like, um, I give it up, I give it up, like she, mm-hmm. it's like all the time grateful, all the fucking time, you can just tell she's an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually do really like the song. Um, I think it has a lot going for it. Yeah. Um, and I think listening back it reminded me of if any of you guys have heard yuck by charlie xcx she sort of discusses like having feelings for someone and it's like it was just that feeling of having like feeling someone is nasty itself. but i think this is like on the opposite end where like she's done all of these things and for all for it to go down the train she's sort of embarrassed so yeah love is basically embarrassing and she's just like comparing herself to like someone else where she goes like you found a new version of me and you get that a lot in her like in this whole album she's just been comparing herself to other women
0: so it's like the reality yeah like, it's real of a lot of
1: people a, and the um important thing to note is actually there's a little guitar riff in the chorus right if someone wants to make a remix of um all-american bitch or a mashup between the two songs this one all-american bitch they could do that because there's a really good guitar riff and it basically mm. has the exact same melody as an all-american bitch so if you guys want to do that do that yeah um <laughs> and yeah she's just making a joke out of like love but she's making a joke out of like having feelings for someone and like um, and I actually really, really enjoy it. I don't have, like, a lot to say about it because it's just, like, a really good song. Um, song number 10 is The Grudge. Arguably the most balladesque song. Oh, I'm making the words. Balladesque. balladesque <laughs> song of the entire album. And it basically just, like, um, talks about the reality of living, the reality of living a relationship and holding a grudge. It just talks about having a grudge, really. truly, really, Because she says, like, you know, she has arguments in the shower. She has arguments in the car and in the mirror, which, you know, I have arguments all the time. In the yeah, shower.
0: I was going to say, um, me too. <laughs> I'm always
1: fuming in the shower.
0: She's like rehearsing them. Yeah,
1: she, you know, that she yeah, rehearsing them. And I think, um, you know, her people, her people, which is yet another quote that she's used. Um, cute. But yeah, I I've, I don't have the most say about the song because it is such a slow song, but it just sort of discusses like having a grudge against someone. I'm like wanting to like, Get back at them, but you can't because it's like you're trying to hold like yourself together and holding a grudge.
0: Um, kind of the same, like basically all you said. I don't really have much to say about the song. Um, I did write it's me coded because I hold grudges. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I
1: can't relate that much because I don't really hold grudges. I just don't care.
0: Yeah, I I hold grudges. (laughs) Um, And um, the line about like rehearsing in the mirror and like rehearsing your arguments is like also very me. I did, yeah, and he also did like drama we did drama and like she's an actress maybe it's like linked as well someone on youtube said that uh two gay mats if you see them they said that and i was like why is that so true um and there's some banger lines in there like the those cuts were never equal like we both drew blood but those cuts were never equal really like that hashtag vampire and also <laughs> and also the line your flowers filled with vitriol ah. why did i think that was your flowers filled with betrayal <laughs> I thought it was betrayal, not vitriol.
1: But I, yeah. I, I heard the word victory in there. I don't know where. Oh, the right. flowers with the victory something. But yeah, Betrayal was a good one, actually. Yeah, yeah. I thought your flowers- You should flower- be on her
0: writing team. I think vitriol's better than your flowers filled with betrayal. But yeah.
1: yeah. I like betrayal. Betrayal's cute. Song number 11 is Pretty Isn't Pretty. I love the song. This song is- a- <laughs> Excuse me? I love the song so much. This song is just- this Co- song? Before you go
0: on, go co-written on. by uh, Amy Allen, who did "Adore You" by H. S., "Without Me" by Halsey, and a lot of other songs.
1: Also, the song previously was also um, co-produced by Ian Kirkpatrick, who did "Don't Start Now" and all that jazz. Uh, okay, um, pretty isn't pretty. Um, I absolutely love the meaning. She talked about society. She talked about the, her like looking up to someone. Someone being a um, um, someone like pretty girls, right? And this song is just that. This one simply talks about um, the fact that the beauty standard is so high. But even if you try to be as pretty as you possibly can, you physically cannot get there because pretty isn't pretty. Um, It's always changing. It's always changing. And there will never be a part where you're pretty. And this is just basically like an all-American bitch part two um, Mm -hmm. where she discussed, oh, here's all these um, pretty American bitches. And I can't even be like them because the second I get to them, hey, all of a sudden the beauty standard has changed. Mm. Um, and like she talks about like where being pretty is like everywhere around her uh, it's like in the magazines and newspapers um in the boy she brings boy, to bed. yeah um, and she can't escape it because everyone's keeping it up it's just like a relatable song really truly for everyone because everybody sort of struggles with the beauty sound like you, people just don't think they're pretty enough which they are oh, you guys are really pretty but you, people just struggle with it and again I love it because it relates to me as well um like sometimes i wake up and i'm like i feel like shit today like in today's podcast my hair is not it my hair is crazy but no one's gonna realize so it's a lot of like the spotlight theory as well it's like you sort of think everyone's here like watching you but like no one really cares yeah everyone's got their own thing yeah so it's like you can't have it both ways like you can't be pretty because everyone's focused on like themselves so Mm -hmm. that's that What, what, what were you saying about it
0: um sorry i like roll my eyes at the start but that's just because it's not like one of my favorites but it's not again it's not a bad song at all um i think like the melody of it it's not so much it's like slow but it's not like a ballad i would not class it as a ballad um and it's kind of giving me like movie vibes as well like you would hear it over like a montage or something like you basically said it all like feeling insecure not feeling like she can meet up to the standards but like we said the standards are always changing like some like in the early 2000s it was like oh you had to be skin like skinny skinny like size zero and then when it got to like the 2010s you had to have like a bit of a bum but like a skinny still a skinny waist like and it's constantly changing constantly changing so like a subject that a lot of people have written about because it like hits it hits a lot of people um but yeah i really i did enjoy it um it's just again not one of my favorites but it's a good song overall and the last track on the album which we are going to be discussing is teenage dream which is one of my favorites even though it is again starts off as a ballad um but it's like it is one of my favorites i really enjoyed it when i first listened to it um it basically talks about how she thinks that she's peaked too early and when and if it's like this is it and she's only gonna like get worse from here and when are people gonna start saying things like oh you're so like good for your age and just like acknowledge her as like oh like well you're just a good artist yeah. in general like not for your age just in general um and the ending of this also reminds me very much of billy eilish's happy happier than ever
1: um with yeah, the build-up and when that. it's like
0: they all say that it gets, and then it goes yeah, boom know. and then that kind of reminds me of the end of happier than ever happier, happier than,
1: than, ever. than ever i i, I um, was gonna say good they mentioned Bill eilish um it just <laughs> reminds me of one of her songs called getting older um, which is, has the sort of exact same thing which is actually a really good and sad song it's the exact same message I feel like it's sort of like um, oh, what's that word when it's like it's good and bad at the same time Good and bad. Uh, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a word just so we know it's a word um, <laughs> but it's like it just talks about like her wanting to be like old like she wants to be wise like when is she going to be stop being what's the line? it's like when am I going to start being wise beyond my years and just start being wise Yeah. yeah. like she talks about like have especially being young and in the spotlight in the music industry it's a lot of you sort of grow up really quickly Mm -hmm. you expect to do a lot of things when you're only 17 18 Mm -hmm. um which is very very young how i took it was like she doesn't doesn't want to get old still wants to have her like teenage dream but it hasn't come yet Mm -hmm. so it's like she has no choice but to like grow up and be old Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it sort of like gets the whole album it sort of ends the album really well because it's like, I've been through being an American, I've been through looking at pretty girls, I've never been being that American bitch and I've like, come to the realisation, I'm going to have no, like there's no American dream here to be had.
0: So, um, yeah. so now we're just going to be doing like closing thoughts and like best song of the track, worst song off the track and then our personal favourite. Yeah, before
1: we do that, can I just so say, we, I was told, um, someone asked me uh, why we don't give ratings for albums. Um, just pal- not our place. Yeah. Really. I was going to say, for me to say, oh, this album's horrific, it's a five. It's just a blanket term because there are songs that I really, really enjoy and, like, songs that I don't necessarily enjoy. But that doesn't mean the whole album itself is a five or a four or a three. It just simply means I will take out songs that I like and I'll put them in my playlist, which is, um, but yeah. Uh, Should I start off the favourite songs? Yeah, go on. I thought we already established this, but my favourite song on the album is Pretty Isn't Pretty. Um, I love it for the song. I love it for the meaning and I love it for the um, the way it sounds sonically. It's really, really nice and really, really smooth. And my second favorite song is Love is Embarrassing, um, which is honestly, like, really, really good. I'm not bad to say about it. The riff as well, uh, the way she says stuff, the way the song means, is just really, really nice. And it's just like Yuck by Charlie XCX, which you should all listen to. So, yeah. Anyway, go on.
0: Um, my favorite tracks is All American Bitch or Yes. And or uh, if we're doing one, Love is Embarrassing. Like, either or i really like them um i think the best song like what you would say is the best song is get him back personally and then the one that i don't like the most my least favorite is lacy
1: oh i the one i don't like the most is logical two plus two equals four let's just stick with that (laughs) that's it (laughs) and And it's never
0: ever anything like that um and yeah and overall this album was good i really liked it i loved it much more than sour i mean i'm gonna go see her live i really yeah, enjoyed I'm a it so
1: i'll book tickets to manchester she has dates in manchester i'll book and I'll go. yeah you, you and do love manchester pounds for um rail tickets
0: yeah honestly now it's george's turn this month to pick the album that we're gonna be listening to and recording a podcast next month so if you want and in terms of me knowing i don't know what he's gonna pick at yeah. all so, I, yeah. he has like like people he stands like leaper Lipa, Zayn Az- Banks, oh, and um, like a few others. So I keep on like saying, oh, is it going to be like one of the classics, like like one of them? But he keeps on saying they're going to come, they're going to come. So I don't think it's going to be them. So I don't know.
1: Okay, are you ready? This was a straight out like morning decision that I made. I had a bunch of artists and I realized that hey, this is coming up, coming soon. So I was like, you know what? Let's include it in today. Why not? Um. So we, I was gonna do an album that wasn't gonna come out until a few days. Mm. In November, mm. like, um, but unfortunately that album did get delayed, so it's not going oh, out until sad. December the eighth. So it's unfortunately very very sad. Um, but 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 that didn't stop me from thinking we can do another album, which also hasn't come out.
0: Oh, and
1: so that's the, exciting! I know, I know, I know. So we're gonna. We've already been to the UK. We've just discussed back to back by Amy Winehouse. We've gone back to the US. We've gone to the US. We're gonna come back to the UK again. Okay, and we're going to be doing. Heaven Knows by Pink Panther S, which is (gasps) a new album coming out very very soon that's really exciting I'm really excited I'm for excited it. for that I'm really excited it's her debut album I think she had like a, mi- mi- mixtape. a mixtape
0: she had to help with slash the... EP yeah EP? kind of but yeah. this is
1: like her first full um, Full length album yeah I'm expecting which is going to be 10 Boys minutes love. long It'll honestly work. it's going to be 10 one minute tracks <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes long you know what get that stream get those streams Pink <laughs> Panthers. get those streams well, honestly she, so she's so an
0: icon at that though I do I'm, love a short song I know so.
1: um, I'm really excited for it I'm actually yeah, me very too. very thrilled I'm really really ready for it and i hope she can deliver when as is much it as she out did you say um it's like november november 8th 10th, okay uh, early november. Early on. so we do have time to go for it but that'll be for next so yeah okay. heaven knows pink panther s um coming your for your december episode so yeah that has been the album afterlife episode two hope you enjoyed. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you did, you can always follow our social media. And we will see you guys when we review Heaven Knows by pick Pantherists on the 1st of December, 2023.
0: See you then. Cool. Bye-bye, Bye. everyone. Bye-bye.